0: This is your host, Vernon Terrell, with Grace Ministries International, and it's time for Walking Free. And welcome back. This is Vernon, and I wanted to jump back into Philippians, a portion that I believe I skipped over as I'm... As I'm reading this book and these passages, uh, different things just kind of bombard my brain and my heart, and I start saying, well, let's talk about this and that, and so it's not always in the exact order (laughs) as it should be, but this uh, in Philippians 3 just really spoke to me. I thought I'd just share it on the podcast and um, just talk about it, and you can pray and ask the Lord what uh, he would have you to glean from this uh, part of scripture. In Philippians 3:7 he begins, Paul begins and says, but whatever things were gained to me, these things I have counted as loss because of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them mere rubbish, so that I may gain Christ, and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if somehow I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. That is a incredibly long sentence. I think my high school teacher would say, that's a run on Paul, break it up. But you know, (laughs) there is so much in this sentence. And if we go back in verse seven, he says, whatever things were gained to me. And what is he talking about? Well, read the, the passages before when he talked about who he was in the flesh in his old life as, a, uh, as uh, this Pharisee, a Pharisee of Pharisees uh, from the tribe of Benjamin, just uh, uh, followed the law. In fact, in the eyes of the law, blameless status position heritage history probably had a made a good living but all those things that were really so important to him he has counted those things as loss because of Christ you say well that's a bummer well not really because he has found something so much more In fact, he says that in verse 8, more than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value. So he's got loss, but it's been replaced with this new value. What is the value? What's so valuable to him right now as he was writing this letter? The value of knowing Christ my God. Lord, knowing Christ. And he's using the word where he doesn't know him perfectly yet, but he is knowing him. It's he's learning in knowing Christ and experiencing Christ. And you know as I have lived these 60 years, uh, and I guess what? 45 of them as a Christian, saved at 15 years old from an unsaved family. What I find is that the most important thing is not all the Bible that you know. That's important. It's not all the church services that you attend. That's awesome, though. It's knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Knowing him, experiencing him, It's participating with him. It's Christ in you expressing his life through you. That's how we participate, watching him work through you, through your incredible talents, your unique personality, through your words, through your actions. It's walking with him and knowing him. And Paul said, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and I count them as rubbish so that I can gain Christ. I can gain Christ. I can gain as in profit. I am profiting. I am building wealth by knowing Christ, watching him work in me for me, through me. And he says, you know what this wealth is that he's finding and experiencing? It's verse nine. and may be found in him not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law. Do you know, we grow up and have grown up, at least on this Western culture, with such a performance mentality that, I need to do X, Y, Z so I can gain whatever I'm trying to gain. I need to perform to win. And that's necessary, I guess. There's, there is times in work you have to perform. We have performance <laughs> appraisals, right, at work. And we need to meet certain goals and, uh, and perform certain tasks in a certain way, at a certain level, to get certain pay. That's the system. That's just not God's system. I'm not saying that's, look, that's part of work, and that's part of, um, we have to understand that reality. But let's understand this reality. That's not the kingdom reality. That's not how you uh, experience righteousness. Paul said, I don't have a righteousness of my own that I just earned from keeping the law. My righteousness that I have is through faith in Christ. The righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith, that is not what we're used to, is it? That's not the performance Uh, reality that we deal with at work. But it is the reality of the kingdom of God. It's all on the basis of faith. And that's what it's all about. It's knowing Christ, knowing his love, experiencing the righteousness which he has granted and given to you By faith. Paul continues this run-on sentence. An awesome sentence. In verse 10. Of Philippians 3. That I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. That's what he's doing. That's what we should be focused on. Knowing Christ. And knowing him and the power of his resurrection, he is risen. And because of that, so are you. You died with Christ and you rose with him. Your old man, old self, is gone, dead, buried, and your new self, has been raised up in him that i may know him that i may that i may know him and the power of his resurrection and again he uses this word which is kind of knowing in this beginning sense coming to know him and to really experience Christ. You don't know, you don't have all the answers. You don't know him fully yet. You will. But that I may know him and continue learning. And you know, the only way to know him is to participate with him. You know how you learn something, like learn a trade? It's by observing and watching and then doing and participating with the master. That's what this life is all about. It's knowing him, walking with, experiencing Christ working through you, experiencing his power, the power of his resurrection. That power has happened in you. Are you experiencing that power, stop trying to make it happen and allow it to happen because the resurrection has happened in you. And that's what Paul is doing here. He goes, that I may know him and learn of him and experience him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed, to his death and then he says this if somehow i may attain the resurrection of the dead you know that's not like um i hope so it's like he says if somehow i may attain that word uh, attain is like a meetup i if somehow and that word somehow is like i know i mean there's I I know it's going to happen and it's a very high probability. I just have no clue how it's going to. And he's saying like I don't know how this works. But if however it works I'm excited to meet up at the resurrection from the dead. I mean, we don't we don't know how this thing works when we die and when we're transformed to see him in all his glory and we're fully transformed from our mortal body to a heavenly body. it's is mind-blowing. But he says, my point is I've suffered all this loss, and I am focused on this new value proposition of gaining Christ, of being found in him, and being found in him not having a righteousness of my own from the law and from performance, but that which is through faith in Christ. Are you experiencing and finding your righteousness? That righteousness which came because of your faith, are you experiencing that? Are you focused on just knowing him and that power of his resurrection in you? Are you participating in the fellowship of his sufferings? And that is part of the deal. It's part of the humbleness. It's part of that humble, gentle walk that we've talked about. And then he says, not that I have already grasped it all, or have already become perfect. He goes, I, I don't have all the answers here, but I know the one who does. I'm not doing it perfectly on this planet, but I press on. If I may also take hold of I love this, that I may take hold of that. And this take hold of is again like in the um uh in the um uh, the games. Uh, the, the public games and the prize. He says, if I can just take hold of, and it's like I'm really going for it, for that which I was even taken hold of by Christ. He wants to take hold of that righteousness, which he already has, because Christ has already provided that in him by faith. He wants to take hold of his righteousness and experience that righteousness that he already has in Christ. He's gonna press on, he's not doing it perfectly, but he press presses forward to take hold of it because he's got it, it's his in Christ. He goes, brothers and sisters, I do not regard myself as having take, taken hold of it all yet. But one thing I do, here's what I'm doing, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, forgetting the mistakes that I've made, forgetting, and you know what? If you're going to really experience Christ, you need to be a very fast forgetter. And I like to say it uh, this way, I, uh, when I would work with uh, inmates in the jail and I work with uh, other folks, I I use this F6, and let's see if I can remember it all, but the F6 says this, and I would tell the inmates, you need to learn more, some some different F words. You can take that wherever you want, but I would say F6 is this. We need to fail forward faster, walking in is forgiveness and freedom by faith. We need to fail. We're going to fail, so we need to fail forward. So forget what lies behind and go forward. Fail forward faster. Don't just, don't lie and and moan and groan in your failure. You failed, yes. Admitted, yes. If you need to make it right with someone that you hurt, make it right. Fail forward faster. Walking in his forgiveness because you're already forgiven. Don't beg for what you already have. Thank him for it. Fail forward faster. Walking in his forgiveness and Freedom. You're free. You're free in him. You are the righteousness of Christ. Go walk in that by faith. Why by faith? Because you don't feel it. It just doesn't seem right, but it's true. Forgetting what lies behind. Reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I press on toward the goal. You know what the goal is? Seeing Jesus. Seeing Jesus. That's the goal. Therefore, verse 15, all who are mature, let's have this attitude. And if anything, you have a different attitude, God will reveal that to you as well. So let's just have this attitude that, you know what? We don't have it all figured out, but we know that Christ has made us righteous by faith. I have his righteousness, and I want to experience that righteousness and take hold of that righteousness. How? By knowing Christ, learning Christ. Allow, and the best way to know him and learn of him is to experience him in your walk. How do you do that? You walk by faith. You move forward. You love. You walk as holy because you're holy. You walk as righteous because you're righteous. You walk kind because you're kind. You don't walk and make it happen to make you more holy. You thank God that he's made you righteous and holy, and you walk in that because you are. Have that attitude. Have the attitude of pressing forward, not looking at your past and looking behind, but pressing forward. And by the way, pause for a moment. There are times that we need to pause and take a look at our past because it's just hurting us. We've got unresolved issues and we need to pause and look back and deal with it. You need to deal with it and feel it and understand it And often forgive the hurt and the trauma. But there's a point when you need to say, Father, thank you that you've made me righteous. You are my healer. You are my overcomer in me. You've made me an overcomer in you. And I'm going to take steps forward. Trusting you as my life. Have this attitude of moving forward dealing with what you have to deal with, but don't let it chain you up. You break the chains with forgiveness. You break the chains of the enemy by understanding the truth because it's the truth that sets you free. You know it and you believe it and you begin to walk in it by faith. Even when your feelings are just pummeling you, saying you're nothing. That's not true. It is true. Walk by faith, asking God to give you his power, the power of his resurrection to walk and work through you. And then he says, however, verse 16, let's keep living. And here's the new American standard translation. However, let's keep living by that same standard to which we have attained. You know that word standard is not even uh, in uh, the text. Uh, They added that to give context. Um, And let's take that word. It's not in there, so let's take it out. However, let's keep living by that to which we have attained. Let's keep living by that same thing to which we have attained. What have you attained? You have attained by faith his righteousness. So let's keep living and walking by that which you have already attained. You have attained (laughs) his righteousness. It came suddenly, unexpectedly, when you received Christ. So let's keep living by that. And you know what? There's a lot of folks who live that way, who live righteously and humbly. They walk in humility. They walk in their righteousness. They walk in love. They walk in kindness. And he even says in verse 17, brothers and sisters, join in following my example. If he just said he's not perfect, he doesn't have it all figured out, but he's moving forward Walking in love, walking in power, walking in the power of the resurrection, embracing the suffering that comes with it, knowing that Christ is with him in the suffering. He says, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. And he says, reality check. There are many who walk, and I've often told you, and I tell you, even as I weep, it just really breaks his heart that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Here's what he says about them: whose end is destruction, whose god is their appetites, and whose glory is in their shame, who have their minds on earthly things. There are those who walk after the flesh. There's some who who give you the lie that it's all about performance, that God doesn't really like you and you need to make him like you. There are those who turn the gospel of Christ into a money machine. And yes, it does take money to run any ministry, but they focus on uh, on building their wealth on the backs of unsuspecting others. He says, you know what? They're the enemies of the cross of Christ. You know his example. And you know those who walk humbly in love and those who are concerned for the well-being of others. Follow those examples and beware of the others who, whose God is their appetite, whose glory is in their shame, who have their minds on earthly things, For our citizenship, in verse 20, is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our lowly condition into conformity with his glorious body by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. He is the sovereign God. That is our Lord. And that, by the way, is who lives in us. And one day, he will take this human body, lay it to rest, and transform us into this heavenly body. The same body. that he transformed at the resurrection when he was raised from the dead. We're going to have a heavenly body. Isn't that going to be amazing? So I wanted to encourage you today, back to verse 16, to keep living by the same to which you have attained. Know your righteousness Thank God for the righteousness and the holiness and the power that he's given you by faith. And now live by that. Don't short circuit your own experience by going back to the performance, by going back to the law. Live by the power of his resurrection in you. And when you fail, Deal with it quickly and press on toward that goal of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And when you have that attitude in you that Paul had, that's when you will be not talking anymore, but that's when you will be walking. You've been listening to Walking Free, a production of Grace Ministries International in Marietta, Georgia. For more information, go to our website at gment.org. That's g-m-i-n-t dot O-R-G.